You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome back for episode 12. Uh, we finally got Zane to put his chips away so we can start the episode. Uh, this guy just munching in my ear nonstop. Scumbag alert. Called so, out to start the episode. Wow. Oh yeah, called him out straight away. Brutal yeah. start. He, he Brutal. Got up. Stay hot. Well, uh, so how you guys been? How, how you been, Ben? Good, man. I've been looking forward to this. I, I'm a big fan of this thing we're doing here this offseason. I actually really enjoy it, and I hope you guys do too, but I, I've been good. I've been I've been pumped for this episode, especially because we got my boys, the Canucks, in here, so I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. good. Well, it looks like everybody has been enjoying it. I know that uh, the, the, the listener rate, I don't know what you call it. I would call, I would call it views, but like... You don't, I don't quite know what to call it. I guess. The listens. Uh, the listens. The listens. The listens are up, so I, I hope you guys are enjoying it too. We got some hate mail. That's always, always fun to see. It's a we great call sign. It con- con- constructive criticism, Ben. Constru- it's hate mail. I, think, I like hate mail. mail. I like hate mail. <laughs> no, I, you know what? If you if you guys want to leave criticism, do Please it. Please do. Uh, honestly. Yeah, go it, for so. it. We, yeah. like, we love the discussion. I yeah. want to hear, you know, what you think about your team and what we went, where we went wrong because, like, that just helps us. Well, you know what? Yeah. You know what's cool is it was the Coyotes, too, and, and like, they they'd be the fan base that I look at and be like, oh, they wouldn't really care. But it's cool to see some guys standing up for their team and what they yeah. think. So, so oh, good. 100%. That's if awesome. If you guys are listening again, good for you guys. And we do appreciate All 10 of those the... fans are very passionate. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no, but no. if you guys don't oh, no, know, I'm just kidding. I'm just if kidding. you guys don't know, I'm going to be posting all these to Reddit uh, under your guys' team Reddit. So you guys can leave some comments, some uh, criticism there, your comments on it. Uh, or you guys can hit us up on Twitter, tweet at us, uh, let us know. What you guys are thinking? Uh, hopefully the mods don't take it down like the scumbag Oilers. Zane, figure out your Oilers uh, situation. Oh, I've had there, posts right? removed from them, and I've like just given yeah, up they, on them. It just it's just insane. So, with that being said, this episode we're going to be covering the last four teams in Pacific, and then we'll be moving on there. Uh, next episode should be the Central, and then we'll move into the East. So, this episode we got the Kings, the Canucks, the Ducks, and the Sharks. Uh, so we're gonna start off with the LA Kings. Um, does anybody have initial thoughts on this team? I mean, I, I have them as a rebuilding team. Uh, yes, I'll start with that. They are automatically better without Willie Desjardins as their coach, though. I'll throw that in there to start. Hundred yeah. percent. Well, you they mean, got Todd McCullen, so you mean playing Ilya Kovalchuk on the fourth line is uh, biggest not a good strategy. <laughs> that guy was the worst coach in the NHL every single year. He was. I, do, he's not good. I do not understand how you try and teach a 35 year old hockey superstar. I think he scored 40 goals in his career many times. His whole say, career, at least 30. Goals, yeah, right. he's he's pretty much. A, he scored 50 goals two times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and he's... you're trying to teach this guy how to play defense. It's, it's really Are you kidding man. me? It's in, in Vancouver, they call him the tank commander because he literally latches on teams and just sinks them. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, well, let's just let's run through some overview stats here. So they got $8.7 million. 
uh, in cap space. They just bought out Dion Phaneuf, and they have 22 NHL contracts right now. Um, so they still need one roster spot. Uh, we'll see if they make any more moves here. But um, looking at the projected lineup, uh, you got Aya Follow, Kopitar Brown, Kovalchuk, Carter, Tafoli, Wagner, Kempe, Grundstrom, Clifford, Amadio, Lewis, and then Forbert, Doughty, Martinez, uh, Roy, or Waugh, Anderson, uh, Ledoux, and then you got Quick and um, Campbell and Nett. So that's a pretty old lineup sprinkled in with some youth. Um, I mean, I think the most glaring issue on this team here is lack of defense and lack of offense and an aging starting goalie, right? I mean, so I guess everything. Those are three, those are pretty, <laughs> three pretty big uh, you have a bad signs team. there. <laughs> But uh, there is good news, in my opinion. They have a lot of solid prospects. I think they're probably one of the deepest teams in the league in terms of prospects right now. So that really helps. Like, we'll, we'll get into that. But the amount of guys that I've identified as maybe potential guys who can step in and help is quite alarmingly high. So um, there's hope for this team. And I think the rebuild is going to be one of the quicker rebuilds in the NHL, similar to the um, the Rangers curve, I think. To be honest with you, that fast, really? Yeah, yeah. I well, think they have a lot of trading. I think to wow. Yeah, they have a lot of trades to make. Yeah, yeah. I, but I do think in about three years, this team is going to be uh, near the top of the NHL. That's not a Rangers rebuild. The Rangers well, rebuilt the for Ranger, a year and a half. Ra- yeah. Well, I think they're well, going to be a playoff team in about two years, but I, I don't think they're going to be near the top of the team, top of the league until year three. You we'll get I mean? to you, Rangers fans. Yeah, we'll, we'll let's focus you. on the Kings. I I think Todd McClellan's actually going to. Get some energy in this lineup. You know, I know Grayson, you have your criticisms about McClellan, but you know he can step in and take a roster and and get them to make the playoffs. Uh, where they go after that is, you know, not the greatest. But he, he can construct lines and juggle lines to a good degree. He doesn't overdo it. He juggles lines for sure, but he doesn't overdo it. He won't send Kovalchuk to the fourth line. Uh, I know that Kovalchuk off the start of the year, and I keep coming back to him because he's such a key player for this roster. If he's producing, that's a lot of offense you're getting, and they need goals. That's a high-powered first line if they throw him and Kopitar on it. Like, that's huge. Even if yeah. you have them on separate lines and you have both of them going, like... That's a good one-two punch there, yeah. Kovalchuk going, that team might just sneak into the playoffs with how bad the Pacific Division is. Well, I think we should bah. start off by saying there's a lot of question marks, right? Because there's a lot of guys who had down years last year. Uh coaching may be a big part of that uh, age might be another big part of that but um i mean i don't i don't think anybody can question that some of these guys are getting up here in age right uh like, oh they're like getting they're getting Dustin scary Brown. old this team is their core is old like if we identify their core players like take a look it's kopitar quick dowdy dustin brown right and the youngest guy on that list is what 29 yep uh, i think dowdy's 29 so. yeah and and he, he had a massive drop last year and he yeah. signed eleven million dollars for what seven more years? Oh yeah, they gave him his contract. They gave him his money. He deserves every penny. He of that. does. He does. But that's also. And then you got Kopitar at ten million for six more years, five more years. Dowdy's only twenty nine. Uh, rebound. Six. I believe it's six. Six I mean, more years. I'm checking. I'm, I'm going to pull up cap friendly here just so I have it. Yeah. He, so Kopitar has uh, five yet. Five actually only five years left, including mm-hmm. this year. He's thirty one at ten million dollars. Ten million. Then, Doughty just signed his extension, just <clears throat> kicks in, so that's another seven years there. Um, and you got Kovalchuk for two he's more. He's 29, so we can talk about some guys, though, that they need to re-sign. Uh, so the guys they need to re-sign this year, there's only one of them. 
Adrian Kempe left. Uh, he's an RFA, 22 years old. Kind of had it down in the year last year, but he had a really good uh, rookie year. Uh, and then next year, they have tons of UFAs. Yes. Uh, they have Tyler Toffoli, they have three sign, Trevor Lewis, Cal Clifford, Derek Forbert, Sean Walker, Curtis McDermott, uh, Jack Cabell, Joachim, or Ryan Yo- Joachim Ryan, sorry, Paul Ledoux, Mario Kempe, Austin Wagner, and Carl Grundstrom. So a couple of those guys are RFAs, but uh, you get the picture there. There's a lot of guys that can be shuffling next year. Which is a good thing for that for this kind of team. Yeah, 100%. It gives spots for young guys for sure. But what is their projected lineup this year? You know, what what is their. Well, I said at the start of the episode, but I'll repeat it for you, Zane, because I know that sometimes you don't pay attention, so that's okay. (laughs) He was was Uh, eating his chips. (laughs) He was eating his chips. He muted himself and was eating his chips. Couldn't hear. (laughs) So, uh, what I've I've seen looking it up, it's Ayafalo, Kopitar Brown is the first line. Uh, Kovalchuk, Carter, Tafoli is the second line. Wagner, Kempe, Grenstrom is the third line, and then Clifford, Amadio, uh, Lewis as the fourth line. And then on D, they got Forbert, Doughty, Martinez, Owa, or Roy, I don't, I don't know how it's pronounced, uh, Anderson, and Ledoux. So in, in net, they got Quicken and Campbell. So that that can change, right? There's some guys there uh, like uh, Roy or Wa. I'm gonna go. I'm just going to go with Wa. Wa and Anderson is, I think there are two rookies coming in, Mikey Anderson and uh, uh, what's Matt Wa. Uh, so that can that could change potentially those two guys, um, and then up front, I think there's some room, you know, if guys perform uh, to make some spots on this team, help with some speed because I think they desperately need some speed. Um, I don't actually mind their forward lineup. Their forward well, you lineup know what? is not bad. Two, not, two, I know two they don't three. score, they don't get a lot of goals, and I think they were pretty close to the bottom of the league in scoring last year, but with a rejuvenated Kolchak on a new coach playing consistent minutes with top players and putting up maybe 25 hell hell even 30 goals next well, year that's a that's big if though that's See, a big listen, if listen three years ago i agree this lineup yeah. looks really good but Kolchak's 36 old. brown is 34 carter's 34 Ko- kopitar's 31 trevor lewis is 32 so and mario kempe is 30 so they got like aging guys up there, right? I mean, over the last two years, Justin Brown proved he can still be a solid player. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, he's, he he did that, but the team has also been bad. Like you yeah. gotta have all all of those guys are gonna have to have good years and quick to have that huge just, there's, respect. There's here. too many ifs for me on this team. This team, in, in my in my opinion, this team is a like no discussion rebuilding team uh, yeah. right now. I think I think they should. You know what? You can go and give her give her the good old fashioned try. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, but, oh, of course, uh, after, new coach. They'll, they'll after be getting the guys year. going. Maybe a good start to the year, but they might trail off towards but the end. Another thing yeah. is, like, Jonathan Quick last year was bad. 3-3-8 goals against average and, and an 8 8 well, Look at that defense. Was up oh, I know. Jonathan Quick. Was right, it their the, defense was terrible. But he was, was just new, bad, too. Was it new? Was it the new pants? Because I know they introduced some new hockey pants. Uh, I don't know. Through the season. Yeah. Where, I don't know, think he was that bad. I watched some Kings games, and I don't think it was that bad. Their defense was just terrible. Like, is, half but, the goals they got scored on was, like, cross-crease, yeah, one-tees, back but, of the net. Like, but Jonathan Quick is – he's Jonathan Quick. He should have a 900 save percentage. And we haven't even talked about – He was – yeah. Got one yeah. of the big guys they lost on that decor is Jake Muzzin. That's yeah. a that's a huge loss for them. I know they got a first-round pick for him. Uh, I'm not sure who that first-round pick ended up being. Do you guys uh, – it was uh, Bjorn. It was Bjornfoot. It was Bjornfoot. We can talk about their draft too. I, I I do want to talk about their draft because they had a really, really, really good draft in my opinion. 
Um, and they've had a couple good drafts. They got Kaliev in the second round, which is absurd. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, they, uh, a lot of people, well, a lot may, of people, maybe huge. Yeah, a lot of people gave him flack for that Tobias Bjorn for uh, pick, but I think he was one of the best defensemen in the draft. So, on my list, anyway. So that was good. And they drafted Alex Turcotte. So they that's yeah, a great pick as well. That's solid. Right? Yeah. So their and, early round picks were fantastic, in my opinion. And and talk about that Jake Buzzin trade. Like it just shows that they know they're a rebuilder. Like they gave up a guy who's a good defenseman, but they got a first round pick out of it. And I think mm-hmm. that shows that they know what they're doing. They know the direction they're going, and they're going to try and right the ship, but not going to do it in a rushed way, uh, you yeah. know, and kind of screw themselves. So, I mean, after that, so you look, they got uh, Lucas Perrick as a goalie. They got uh, he was, I think he was ranked third on most lists uh, as a goalie in that draft. So that's pretty sweet. Um, third or fourth, and then Jordan Spence is another guy who was ranked a little higher and kind of fell to them. So. Um, yeah, I think they had a fantastic draft, draft, and they only add to the massive, and I mean massive, pool of prospects they have. So that's where I'd like, kind of like to transition right now and talk about the prospects they have coming up. So uh, we just talked about some of the guys that drafted this year. Um, I know that they have Gabe Bellardi. I think he's one of the big question marks in their prospect pool. What what the hell is going on with that guy? He's back. Is he's he going to be healthy? Yeah. Is he so? That's that's priority number one for them is to figure out what the hell is going on with him. But if he can't play, if he's medically, you know what, they can't figure it out, and it's unfortunate if that happens. But I don't think it hurts him very much because Turcotte, um, I think, is a better player than Velarde, and he's going to be a first line center. And then they got Rasmus Kupari, who's no slouch of a center as well. He, I think, he can play second line center. Um, they got. Akil Thomas, who looked fantastic last year and was kind of fell to them as well. Um, Jared Anderson Dolan was a great guy on the... Uh, he was kind of hurt while he's playing for Team Canada World Juniors, but he had a good year last year uh, despite his injuries. And he he actually played a couple games at the Kings, so there's that. Um, so yeah, they got they got a ton of guys here. And then you look at their, their back end, they got Kale Clegg, Sean Dersey, Matt Waugh. Uh, they got some some college guys and Daniel Brickley, Marcus Phillips uh, played for Guelph, uh, you know, was solid. Uh, Mikey Anderson, another college guy, we talked about him, probably will make the team this year. Um, and then a guy named Sheldon Rample was really good on their, um, in the AHL last year, had a ton of points. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, there's tons of guys here, just tons of guys. I didn't even mention Samuel Fajimo, who's an overager they drafted. Had a fantastic year in Forlunda as well. Put up tons of goals. It was great on the power play for them. They got lots of options to go to. Cal Peterson played well in net last year for the Kings. Um, when he was called up, he's looking like a real guy you could replace quick. So there's lots of answers in their system already. So whatever they do from here, I think is just a bonus. That's why I think they're going to rebuild really fast. And they had Turcotte fall into their lap at five. Do you see him making the lineup this year? The, uh, I think. Uh, I think they. I don't think they rush him. You know, uh, Carter's 34. Um, I think you give him one year and then maybe see what the what's going on with Carter if he has a bounce back year. I, I mean, obviously, if Turcotte plays well in camp and earns a spot, he earns a spot. You can't do much about that. But if he's not ready, there's no need to rush him. No, yeah. So. Fair enough. So, like, do you guys have any moves you think that this team should make? Um, I, 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 don't, I didn't really see any contracts that were, like, a massive Key problem problems. for them, yeah. Just because. Well, that the Kovalchuk, if he starts poorly, then I trade him away right away. Like if you didn't get some out of him, I don't know if you can trade him. 
I, I don't know. It just depends. He's got to know the can. I think you can because pro- I don't think he's happy there either. Yeah, like, if he starts the year off struggling, he'll accept. He's going to demand a trade. Do you think like would to the team? What, of his what teams would what what teams would trade for him though? I don't I don't think there's very many teams that would be like, hey, like I want this guy on our team. He's 36, has another year left on him. If he retain half the cap, the Oilers would probably take him. They're desperate. Oilers, for oh, Oilers, yeah, they could use some help. Maybe if the Oilers are trying to push playoffs this year, yeah. That is a good point. Yeah, he, him, him, McDavid, Kovalchuk, dries it all well. That'd be pretty. No, no, no. You got to put Kovalchuk and Neal together because they're just oh be yeah, super oh slow. yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah there you <laughs> go. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, like I looked at a lot of these contracts, they have a lot of uh, guys coming off next year, and even like their older guys. You know, I think when you look at a contract and it's kind of bad, anything more than three years, I think, think is kind of a problem. These contracts, contracts are all kind of you know, within the three-year limit. So they're not too bad if they need to struggle for a couple years because they're rebuilding anyways, right? So, um, Yeah, and your vets who carry you guys to cups get paid and, you know, yeah. they're, they can ride off to the sunset in L.A. The one guy who I think might be interesting in, to move is Alec Martinez, obviously. He got some interest last year. Uh, he's still 31. He's got a good cap hit, $4 million. So they might be able to get maybe uh, a decent prospect as well. or, or something... Yeah, he's a right shot defenseman, which is well is uh, is a priority for for most teams. And uh, I just said they had some, they have a plethora of defensemen here that could step in, not do what Martinez does, but step in and develop their game because they're you know still young. So score cup winning goals. Yeah, yeah. do that. I think there's tons of teams stuff. that would want that, Martinez though. Right? That's going to be iconic for a while, like scoring an overtime goal on home ice like that. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was awesome. Poor Lundqvist. I can't. I'll, I'll never get that that picture out of my mind. In line on the. Well, you just like compared that. him to the Rangers, so this is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's I didn't round up there. Yeah. Which team? Yeah, they're going to be back in the finals in five years. Those two teams, and it'll be a rematch with completely maybe, different man. rosters. Listen, maybe I. I there's there's a couple of players here that got some pretty high ceilings. Like I think Sean Dersey could do some damage. Kill Clegg obviously was he put up points in. Um, in junior and he had a decent year last year i think he had t- around 30 ish points in the ahl so um i know his defensive game needs a lot of work but uh he's got he's an, he's offensively gifted so there's that and then the college guys matt wad daniel brickley and mike anderson older guys could probably step in help the team a little bit um so yeah there's there's help here that's coming right um i just think that they need to really be smart and not force the issue too much not pull like a a last ditch effort to suck the, the the last remaining years out of Carter and you know Brown and them. I think they should be patient. You know, if they make the playoffs here this year, they make the playoffs. But don't go out and make some ridiculous trades to try to get this team over the top because I yeah. don't think that they're they're there. You know what I mean? You yeah. were touching on Dursey. He also was acquired in the Muzzin trade and he had a great Memorial Cup last year. So yeah, he played he played really well for the with the Gulf Storm. Um, him and uh, there was Marcus Phillips went over from Guelph from Owen Sound or to Guelph from Owen and Sound obviously, and obviously um, uh, played really well. well. Yeah, and and Suzuki. <laughs> it was a massive trade. Oh jeez. Yeah. All right. So well, yeah, I think this team prediction for this team probably seventh in the Pacific, not dead last, but uh, I think they'll be fighting throughout the year to stay in the. Stay in the race, but ultimately, oh, I think, I think I think this is a bomb three team in the NHL this year. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Grayson. I'm going with Grayson. Pacific. 
I'm going to go, because of the strong start you guys will probably have, I'll say bottom seven, not bottom three. I'll go bottom five. I, bottom five. I just I just think there's way too many question marks here. And I'm, again, I'm not a fan of Tom McClellan, so... Um, He'll be a fine but, coach for you But guys. I do He's think the that right there's a fit for this this roster. Better. I do roster. think there's a lot of positives with this team. So a, they have a future. good, they have a bright future. Absolutely, like McClellan can. It's not bad. Sorry, McClellan can coach a Team North America team or a Young Oilers team, but he could coach the San Jose Sharks, who is a veteran roster, and I think that he'll he'll be fine in LA as well. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, with that, let's jump into the San Jose Sharks. Um, I got to pull up my notes here. So San Jose's got 4.6 million in cap space left. Uh, 4.6. Hold on, let's just touch on there before we get into it. What a playoff run they just went on. It has an asterisk (laughs) next to it because of the absolute shit officiating that was just handed to them. I wonder if Sharks fans feel that way as well. They kind of know, like they didn't just. They gotta know deep down. Yeah, they gotta know. Yeah, I think you gotta know, but you you, you take it. You take it. Oh, if it's a Canucks, yeah. I'm riding that thing all the way, man. Let's yeah. go. I don't give a damn about anyone else. I, I don't blame them for doing that. <clears throat> Absolutely, no. If you're getting your calls, man, take them. Like you're not you gonna saw, complain. And you saw that as the team riding around Joe and Absolutely, and getting it so, done. I want to start with uh, a signing they made was Kevin LeBanc at one million dollars for one oh, year. Oh yeah. This okay. this signing was money. This is like I can't even believe. I I can't the even NHL believe that they let they this got, happen. Yeah, this is insane. He should fire his agent, unless he just like well, no, no, to try to win. They gotta have some under the table agreement that on January first, whatever the date is, you can sign guys after yeah, their year. January He's gonna get you know x amount of money guaranteed no matter how he plays this year like he that's had 56 be. points last year i know it's it's absolutely ridiculous he had it's, 59 or it's was unbelievable it? but but they, they have to point. have some agreement in place where he's going to get a, a big amount of money next year no matter how he yeah. plays this year like yeah. there has to be that because otherwise yeah fire his agent like you're just an idiot but yeah uh, he's not that and his agent's not that no one's like like you don't get in a spot like that and just be stupid so no, there's got to be some that. agreement LeBanc still needs to sign the contract. It's not like his agent negotiated a shit deal no. for him, and then that's what happened. Like he, no, he needs no, to be in on the plan there. Like yeah, I don't yeah. think this was in his agent's fault that he just couldn't get a better deal than one year, one million. I think this was a signing where they went to him and said, "Hey, like we need you to take a cut here to try to win. Like, and if you want to stay here, then you're gonna need to take a pay cut, like a pretty big one." And then. Maybe we'll pay you next year, right? Like, maybe but like, we... let's talk real life for a sec. They live in California. Like, one million dollars is not a lot of money in California. Like, no, he is not true. getting paid much at all. California, if, for those who don't know, is by f- like, it's like living in New York. Like, it's so expensive just for a tiny little house. So I'm just shocked that he took that while living in California. Like, it's it's he crazy. Must, he must have some like <clears throat> advertisement deals or something on top of that, I right? Guess. Like with the team. I guess. Like yeah. maybe he's gonna do some uh, some like Bank of America or some shit. Right. Or things. maybe he's yeah. just gonna he's just gonna live in a hotel until January first when he gets uh he gets like his paycheck for next yeah, year. He'll, he'll get his uh, advance check in advance. <laughs> his his signing bonus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Six million okay, well, signing bonus. We we co- kind of covered that, but uh, Zane, pay attention. I'm gonna say the projected lineup here. So uh, they have the chips Timo Meyer. <laughs> Timo Meyer, Logan Couture, Kevin LeBanc, first line. Uh, Vander Kane, Hurdle, and uh, people are talking about True. Um, I think he, let me let me find his first name here. 
because I forgot to write that as first name because I'm just a, a, a filthy pleb. Wow. Oh. True. <laughs> uh, Harsh, man. Harsh. Alex True. Alexander True, that's his name. I knew it was like, yeah, Alexander True, he had a great year last year in the um, AHL. So Does he make the team in a top six role? Well, we'll get to that. Who because else is I think, there? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm going through it. So they got Marcus Sorensen, <laughs> Dylan Gambrell, who was also in the AHL last year, uh, Melker Carlson, and then they got Lucas Redial, Anti Suamela, Barclay Goudreau, and then on defense they got Mark Edward Vlasic, Brett Burns, Brendan Dillon, Eric Carlson, Radam Simek, and Jacob Middleton is expected to step up there, and then in net they got Aaron Dell and Martin Jones. So, I think we start off here with saying they still got two guys who are rumored to sign with them that haven't signed yet, Joe Thornton and Patrick Marlowe. So, if Marlowe signs, I would assume he plays that second-line role. Probably. No? Yeah. And then um, Thornton plays the third-line role? Yes. I love how Marlowe's not even on the Sharks. Like, he's a, literally an unrestricted free agent, and he's just, no, Sharks have him. Like, that's their guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, well, I, I want to talk about that, best. because... I don't think it's a good signing. Like I don't know if signing we don't even know Marlo it. is. We don't even know. If it hasn't even happened yet. We don't know what the dollar value is. The years. No, no, no. But I, I just don't think he's. I don't even. He. You don't think they should he, bring he, him back? Yeah, no. I like people were saying that on the Maple Leafs, and I watched a lot of Toronto games because obviously Habs. In I'm in that area. Like he struggled to like be in the lineup. You know what I mean? After kind of the forty-ish game mark, he looked terrible. He he didn't look good. So. I know his production dipped, and he struggled to stay up in the lineup. So, And then Thornton, like, I think he's had surgery on both his knees now. The guy's like 40. Is he 41 now? I don't even know how old he is. He's ancient. He's old. He's old. Let's let's put it that way. Um, like, maybe they, 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 maybe they try to bring in some young guys. Um, I will say, looking at this team's prospect pool, it did kind of surprise me because they actually do have some young guys who – were successful this year. Um, they had Joachim Blitchfeld, who had over 100 points in... Uh, I think he played in the Q. He's a young Danish product. Product. Let me just double-check that real quick, because I don't want to give you guys false information. But... Um, Here, here's yeah, the thing he, with the shirt. He had 114 points in the WHL. Wow. Yeah, it's... Impressive. I, I know he, he's an overager, but still, like that's a lot of still points impressive. in the dub. So uh, they have him, Ivan Chekovic, uh, Noah Gregor. Those three all had dynamite seasons on their teams. Noah Gregor actually had a really good Memorial Cup, even though Prince Albert didn't. So there's that. They got Jonathan Dahl, and they got off of Vancouver, who was a hot prospect. I don't really know what he's up to nowadays. This is useless. Just <laughs> useless. That's not. That's not a. Yeah, that's not no. true. But uh, they got. Alex Chemelski, who's supposed to be pretty decent as well. And then, obviously, they got Ryan Merkley on defense, who was very highly regarded. No, I was a little hard on them for their draft this year, but actually, looking at two of the picks they made, Dylan Hamilik and Artemi Kaniazev, I I hope I'm saying that right, Um, those two guys are, are decent. Uh, Hamilek is a left winger, power forward, had a decent year. I know he had some injury problems, but... And then Kaniazev is an offensively gifted for, or defenseman, and we know how much the Sharks like those guys. So, um, 
I mean, they have some young guys there that can that can maybe help them. Um, all these guys at the top, I'm talking about Gregor, Blitzfeld, Chukovic, Chmielski. They're all older guys too. Um, so maybe they have a good camp and can make the team and, and help them out. Uh, and then Tr- Alexander True, Dylan Gambrell. Uh, I believe it's Dylan Gambrell, but uh, like these are all some young guys that can maybe help them and give them some more some more speed. Um, so that's I'm I'm kind of more leaning that way than going the Joe Thornton Patrick Marlowe way. That's just me personally. Um, and save some cap. You know, like maybe you make a trade throughout this, the middle of the season. You know what I mean? You like unless you're players, I think without Thornton and Marlowe now, like you have Couture and Kane yeah. locked up to long term deals. You have Timo yeah. Meyer into a long term deal. Hurdle's got Thomas Hurdle. Yeah. Uh, Kevin LeBanc is about to get a good extension uh, next year. They have a good core of forwards, and yeah. it's just a matter if you want to bring in Thornton and Marlowe as third line, even fourth line, just role players for your locker room. Uh, they they are the the mom and dad of the team, or the grandpa grandma, I guess now uh, <laughs> that you'd be well with back. Pavelski gone too, right? Like that's huge leadership exactly. gone missing so you, in the room. So is it? Do you think that this young core of forwards can step up and take reign, or do you think that they still need some some adult some adulting uh, with Thornton and Marlowe? That's well, basically the question. I think Couture took a huge step forward last year in the playoffs and really grabbed oh, the the reins oh, yeah. and said, "Hey, yeah. I'm the guy now." So um, I think he's he's the captain now. I don't think there's any yes. maybe Burns him or Burns. I think it's it's probably um, got to be Couture. It's got to be yeah. Couture, yeah. And then after that, I don't know. Like Meyer looked pretty good last year. I mean, Hurdle's got lots of talent. They got Kane there. Yeah. Do you see this team I, making I, I the playoffs? Do I see them making the playoffs? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I I put down they're not like the top tier talent they once were, but they're they're you know they're they're more than a bubble team. I think they're they're a they're prob- fringe contender. probable playoff team, fringe contender. Yeah. Yeah. Does Martin Jones have a rebound here? That's what I want no. to talk about. I got him circled. Um, That's going to be their issue, I think, is going to be their, is their goaltending. I think it's by far going to be the biggest issue, and I, I don't I don't think Martin Jones is very good. I really don't. Really? I don't. I, I've I, never liked his game. Did you think he had game. a good playoffs after that first round? Didn't you, did you think he played I think better? he had. I think, yeah, I, as much as I don't like him, yeah, he was pretty good. He was, yeah. he was so good, not great. Do you think he doesn't continue that trend? Like, maybe... That was the training uh, point. There? That's such a long off season. I don't think you can stay hot from that long. Goalies are just voodoo. It's voodoo, and he's been good, and then he was really bad, and so I, I just don't think he's got that consistency in him. So see, I look at a different way, right? Like Martin Jones isn't the most athletic goalie for me. No. He's very positional. He's a big guy, and when you have those kind of guys, I think it's way more. Um, I would bet for them than against them because all they need is a goalie coach in the offseason to really dissect their game, tell them what they're doing wrong, the positioning, their reads are off, redo that. And then if they have the technical aspects down where they can play positional, they're big, they'll stop bucks. So I actually do see Martin Jones having a bounce back year. Um, but if he doesn't, let me tell you, they're sc- I think they're screwed. So Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they do. If he's not good, they're, they're toast. Yeah. Uh, so I think next year a lot of their hopes ride on Martin Jones. Like, let me just throw it out here: the last like three games they played against Vegas, he was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I, like, they don't win that series without him there, and even that um, last game where they came back and won, 
Jones made some huge saves towards the end of the game to even like keep it a three goal game. And he made some, a couple good saves in overtime. So, um, yeah, like he, he made a couple fantastic saves against Colorado too. Like, mm-hmm. um, so I think he's got it in him and I really do think he has a, uh, a bounce back here. Fair enough. Who else? What, what are their options? Like, is it Aaron Dell has to take the reins? Like, there's really no one else, or they need to go. I don't. I actually, someone? I don't like Aaron Dell. I don't I like him need, either. I think they need a new backup. So they do have a young guy who's been playing in the AHL and putting up de- decent numbers, Yosef Koronar, who's um, yeah, he's been like top ten in stats in the AHL. So Dell's maybe had some can... good years though. Dell's been decent, decent but rough. He's just last small. Year. He's yeah. small. He's getting older, right? Like he's thirty one now. Yeah. So here's the thing. Both of their goalies kind of took dips last year. Is that on them or is that on the defense core? It might be more on the defense Because both of them core. are just tank. Like both of them went from a 915 or above like an average save percentage to a below 900 save percentage. Yeah. I don't think that's on them. Well, I mean, I, I've, I've said this a couple times before too, right? I think when you have a pairing, your top like pairing is Burns Vlasic and then you have Carlson. Like it's a, you're a lot more offensive minded, right? Yeah. So this is why I have troubles with having Burns and Carlson on the same team. Um, I think the Vlasic Burns pairing is perfect, right? If they could get another Vlasic for the Carlson, for Carlson, like I don't think Brendan Dillon's the guy. And I was just gonna touch on that. Like you look at their bottom pairing too; it looks pretty weak. Simic and Middleton. Um, so that's where I would like. We're talking about Thornton and Marlowe here. I don't think that's the way to go. I think the way to go is to attack this defense and improve this bottom pairing and if they can get another guy for dylan um and then they can move dylan down and um like somebody to, to pair with carlson sorry and then move dylan down um i think that's the way i would go yeah or do you, you know what if you put thornton and marlo on defense you fuck it let's do it you know what <laughs> oh boy okay i'm, I'm sorry oh there's there's the zane <laughs> once once a podcast zane has to have some outlandish claim and there it is folks you know they okay, bought out paul joke. martin that one was they not- bought out they bought out paul martin just bring him back fuck it let's sign him let's bring him back who cares you know <laughs> i think jumbo <laughs> joe on the d is on the d paris is good call <laughs> You want him to, he's blowing both his knees. You want him to like blow his back too or something, skating backwards, break his hips. I don't know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if the old guy can take it. I don't know if he can take it. I actually like Radim Smek. I actually like Radim Smek. I think he's a good young defense or not young. He's twenty six, but he's a good, good six guy for him. I haven't I haven't seen him play very much, so I can't. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna comment there. Um, but Middleton is would be a, a new guy. I think he was in the AHL last year, so. Um, that's gonna be like big out of camp to see if he can play there. Did you guys have any trades for them to make them better? Like, uh, or any go like, acquire that defenseman who can, yes, settle I Carlson say, down. Can, can we think of a guy off the top of our heads? Can anybody, can uh, anybody think Chris of Russell? <clears throat> Chris Russell, no, I just Get want to pawn Chris Russell off to anyone. Uh, as what if they wouldn't sign like Ben Hutton though? Like, they the Canucks. Castaway. Is, is that that defenseman that's, to settle that's Eric another, Carlson down? Yeah, you want him he, to be paired with Eric Carlson? Nah, not necessarily. But can you bump us uh, uh, like a bottom pairing guy up that's better defensively and put Hutton on that bottom pair? Like, do they have? Is Hutton a, Hutton's a lefty though, right? Yeah, yes. Hutton's a lefty. So you'd rather? So the left side is Vlasic, Dylan, Semek. Yeah. Well, so we yeah. we said Semek is better, right? I think. Is he better than Hutton? Fix... Uh, I like Semek. I don't know. 
You it's, like Samek more than Dylan? No, I like Dylan more than Samek. I just think Samek's a good six. Yeah, I, I just think that's a lateral trade. If yeah. we're going to trade for somebody, we want somebody like, well, the, like a the, TJ Brody. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. But like I was saying, Brody. like, it, they didn't even. The Hunt's a free agent, so they, that's someone they don't have to get up anything for. But yeah, if you're going to trade, like, Brody's. A, but Brody's offensive, too. Like, that's. I don't know if that's really helping the defensive well, side. Oh, he's more transition, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he was more paired with Giordano, who put up a whole bunch of points. So I don't. He yeah. might be good for Carlson. Maybe. You know, moving the puck. Yeah. Good puck moving guy. I don't know. I'd have to think about it more. Maybe like a guy off Carolina. They have a whole bunch of, of, of depth over there too. Yeah, I always talk Carol- I always I always suggest Carolina over time of Detroit because yeah, they do. have so many guys. Um all right, well we, we talked about that. Um yeah, I have them between ten and five that I'm talking like teams this year. Like I I don't think they're in that upper echelon, but I don't think they've quite fallen out of the top ten yet. I am sitting right around 10. Yeah, yeah I am sitting right around yeah. 10. Okay. They'll make one of the three top three divisional spots in the Pacific? Probably. Yeah, I, I so. probably. yeah I, I think so. Most yeah. likely. As long as they don't get injured and as long as, you know, the go the goalie duo there holds up decently. Yeah, it's... it's. Um... The thing is, though, they did it last year with crappy goalies. So, I mean, they can do it again. That is true. Like, like, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, Jones doesn't have to play, like, really well. He just has to play positionally. And yeah. Make, I mean, like, Pavelski he is has to make to the that, saves. Though. He has to make the easy saves, right? Yes. And then this team can score. So if he's, like, less than three goals per night, he's fine. One thing I do want to say, uh, when the Sharks play the Dallas Stars, I hope that San Jose applauds Joe Pavelski, even though he did leave and sign with another team, I do. Oh, I think I think it's guaranteed. I bet they will. There wasn't a whole lot of hate, I don't think, coming out. And they just couldn't afford him. They couldn't yeah, afford him. They yeah. signed Carlson over Pavelski. You can't blame the guy for wanting to pay day. So now, yeah, okay, would you well, guys rather sign Pavelski or would you guys rather sign Carlson? I'd rather sign Pavelski and not overpay Carlson like a shit ton of money. Like, oh my god, we didn't touch Even on that contract. Pavelski is... Look at what you gave up for him, though. Look at what you gave up for Carlson. That's the thing. Is you, yeah, 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 yeah we talked him. about this before. Yeah. You can't give up that much yeah. and then be like, oh yeah, one year, thank you. Yeah, yeah, you, you gotta re-sign him. You can't so be the also great for... Unless they won the cup and then it, then it's a Toronto Raptors situation. Right, right. Like, right. Alright, cool. Peace out. Or you can be the Blue Jackets win, win run one round and lose all of your players. <laughs> I mean, I, I do want to touch on this though. This team, this team does scare me because they have. If this thing doesn't work out for the next couple of years, scare you in a good way or bad way? Bad yeah. way, because Brett Burns is thirty four and signed at eight million for another six years, uh, and then they got Couture, who's thirty, signed at eight million for another seven years. Yeah, there's so some Vander scary King, contracts. Seven, uh, six years on that, like, yeah. All those guys in Cali are probably just laughing right now. You got Doughty making eleven million for the rest of his career. You got Burns making eight million the rest of his career. You have Kovalchuk making six. Like all these guys, Carlson making eleven and a half. They're making bank living out in California playing hockey. Like what a life. I didn't even I didn't oh, even mention yeah. Vlasic too. Vlasic's thirty two making seven for the next seven years. Forever. Martin Jones, he's making five point seven five for the next five years. Yeah. So it's I Martin do think Jones this team is good. Here. I yeah, I think this team is good, but I give them like three years left, and then like start the rebuild, yeah. and then yeah, you better blow it up. Don't don't try to suck the the youth out of all these guys. You know what I mean? 
Anyways. Yeah, I agree. Let's hop into the Ducks. Let's finish off the Cali teams, and then we'll end with the Canucks here. So the Anaheim Ducks have $8.5 million in cap space, 23 players signed to their NHL roster. Let's get your guys' thoughts here, because I might have uh, different different uh, thoughts than you guys. Um, what do you think, Ben? I think they're bad. I think the Ducks are you not a good team. think they're bad? I okay. think they are okay. bad. Um, okay. I just... They have some decent guys coming up. Like, Sam Steele, I'm pretty high on. I think he's pretty... He's going to be a good player. Grayson, actually, tell me what you think about him real quick. I know you don't want to... I'm Sam curious. Steele? Yeah, what do you... Do you um, like him? I think he's going to be a... I mean, they they just drafted Trevor Zegras, so... Mm-hmm. I think those two guys are going to be a great one-two punch. I was going to say, that's a great one-two punch, yeah. Um, but like yeah. looking at their roster right now, like Ryan Kessler, dude, that is such yeah, a he's liability. Done. He's done. Yeah. I think his career's and, over. And, but he's, is he going to go on LTIR? Like, or is he going to... Yeah, like... they, they would put him on... Like I think he got announced like a month ago that he was 80% positive that he's he's done. Yeah, so I mean... he literally I, just can't play anymore. Yeah, which and he uh, for the Ducks, that's good because he was horrible yeah. when he played. <laughs> yeah. Like just horrible. Well, it's his hip, right? Is yeah, that it's his hip. And like, yeah. how do you hip. skate with a like a burnt yeah, out exactly. hip? Uh, you know, and that get, was one of his strengths, right? He was right, a he's a good skater and yeah. just physical, and you can't do any of that when you're when yeah, you're yeah, yeah. But so I mean, I'm looking at their roster, and it's just there's some hope, there's some hope, but like, Geslaf's getting up there. He's got two more years at eight two five. That's a lot of money for Ryan Geslaf. Yep. Thirty four. Um, yeah, Adam Hen- Adam Henrique signed for five eight for. Five more years. One, two, three, four. Five. Yeah. What do we think about that? What, what, that's he's a good. Of... He's a good player, but is he worth five eight for like for five more years? I don't. I don't know. He's twenty nine already. Yeah. It's. I mean, he's he's a he's a forty five to to fifty five point guy. I think. Right. That's. I see him as a stopgap until those two other centers. You know. Uh, yeah, jump up but, and are ready to take over. But I and so if it was three years, uh, yeah, if it was three years, that'd be great. Then five is a little long. Well, here's the thing: then you can trade a guy who who's a fifty point guy with a couple years left on his deal for more yeah. value than you would a UFA. Like, like look at it this way, right? Kevin Hayes, who's a forty point guy, just signed for seven million for seven years. <laughs> okay, and that, that, let's not compare that. Con- that's like taking the <laughs> no, but like in all contract that LeBanc got and comparing him but, to another guy. Like no, no, no. But 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 let's. Don't bring uh, Kevin Hayes how, into this. How much did Kevin Hayes get o- overpaid by? He's like a five million point guy, right? He's a five million guy, right? Is, is he not? Yeah, at the most. Yeah. Yeah. So most. you got Adam Henrique here, who's better than Kevin Hayes, yeah. in my opinion. Okay, but um, that is such an outlier of a contract. We cannot, yeah, we cannot don't, compare. Don't bring that up. I'm just trying to give the Ducks some, some no. hope. Man. Give them some hope. <laughs> no. Um, okay. Why don't I run away? Okay. okay well, the, the hope the, the hope comes in their farm system, though. Yeah, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and their goaltender. We'll cover that. Let, let's jump. Let's dive right into it here. And their goal. So, well, let's talk. Their goaltender is where the hope comes. Yes, their goaltending. They got. They got. They got lots of. They got a really good goalie prospect coming too. So there's. They got stores. Hey, let's 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 jump in here. So they got Raquel Getzlaff. Uh, yeah. I think it's Case or Kase. I, I I don't know how to pronounce that one. I, I'm 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 pretty sure it has a weird pronunciation. I, I, I think it's we're case. talking about goaltending. No, I'm just gonna go through the whole lineup and then we'll do. Okay. We'll do it. Okay. So we got Raquel Getzlaff, uh, Case, and then we got. So this is where I think it kind of gets interesting, right? The second line. You got Henrik Silverberg. Who fills that left hand side there? And I got Maxim Comtois there. Um, I think he's expected to jump into that role. So there's second line. Yeah, and then wow. third line you got Max Jones, Sam Steele, Troy Terry, all young guys jumping in there. Third line. 
Um, this this can go in a whole bunch of different ways. They got they just traded for Nick Delorier, who can play that left wing spot. They got Nick Ritchie, who can play there. Devin Shore, Daniel Sprong. Uh, they also got a guy named Isaac Lundstrom, who was a first round pick two years ago, can maybe play that fourth line center role or a wing spot. Um, so yeah, there's that. And I'm I'm gonna wrap this all up here by saying just with the forward group, I actually like this forward group with those with those names in it. I think a lot of it's gonna be kind of opposite to the Kings we talked about, where the Kings were too old. But this mm-hmm. team, this one might like the guys who are gonna need to make an impact are their young guys, right? Comtois, Jones. Can Steel, we talk Perry. about Com- those guys Comtois real quick? Come to us. Sure. Yeah, this is what this is what there. this is what people wanted to hear, right? He's gonna slide yeah. into the second line, and here's his stat line. Stat line last year in the queue, he played twenty five games, thirty one goals, seventeen assists, forty eight points. Like that's he's and he was was he was he not team captain on uh for the World Juniors for Team Canada? Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Yeah. So he's twenty years old, like obviously I can absolutely see him sliding into that second line. I I, I didn't think that was gonna happen. I thought he'd be more of a third it's him line or Max guy. Jones. But and then I'd, I'd, throw, I'd throw Comtois in there for sure then. Give him a chance at least. Start him off there. Yeah. He's 6'2", I mean, 207. He's a big boy. We can talk about Max Jones too. Yeah. We, we can talk about Max Jones too because... Um, and Comtois had... He had seven points in ten games last year. I, I think people forget that he played in the NHL. Yeah. So so Max Jones had 30 points in 43 games in the um, AHL. And then he had five points in 30 games last year in the NHL. Uh so he's I think he's more of a third line guy. Yeah, it's got to be Comtois more yeah, second line. Definitely, guy. yep. Um but Jones brings a good physical presence and I think he's really going to help the other two guys, Steele and Terry. Mm-hmm. Um I'm pretty sure that was the line in the AHL last year. Like what cuz they actually um had a pretty good playoff uh run there. They played 16 games, so they played like uh they played to the third round. They, I, I don't know how many games they actually it's a little. It's a little different playoff sp- structure in the AHL. Yeah, they they play best of five so, the first round. Yeah, I think the first round's five, and then it goes seven seven. So I think they yeah. lost in the third round. Um, but Sam Steele played really well. Troy Terry played really well, uh, and Jones played well. Jones had four points in eight playoff games. Uh, I'm just gonna bring up their roster here. Um, Troy Terry had uh, 41 points in 41 games last year. Steele had 13 points in 16 playoff games. 41 and 53 in the AHL. He's like, that's a, that is a hundred percent a, uh, he's he, like, he's a duck next year. He's going to make the team. And Comtois, I keep, I'm going to suck at pronouncing that name, by the way. Uh, he had, he, he had nine points in, uh, 12 playoff games. So five, yeah. five goals, four assists. Like that is like, solid. Those, solid those four guys, I think are ready to, to take the next step, right? Definitely. Um, we can I still, stay I still think they're too. bad, by the way. Just, just, to just I'm, not, I'm not changing my mind. They also had some other guys who are a little bit older in the HL, but had monster years. They had Sam Carrick, who had 61 points in 61 games. He's a little older. Chase DeLeo, who is uh, older. Uh, he was a, used to be a Winnipeg prospect. Came to the Ducks, had a really good year, had 55 points in 66 games. Um, didn't have a great playoffs, but he did have a good regular season. And then after that, they had they have a guy named Justin Kloos, who uh, played all right. Um, and he was an old, wild prospect. Higher, I think it was a second or third round pick. He played pretty well. And then Callie Kosala also played very well. Had 35 in 44 and 7 in 16 in the playoffs. So, like, they have these, they have some young guys, right? Yes. These aren't even guys in their prospect system. This is just their AHL. Well, this is why... This is why I'm saying they're going to be bad. Is because they have all these young guys 
so they're going to be bad this year. They're probably going to be not great next year, but in, in two or three years, yeah, they're back yeah. on top. I think they're back, yeah. I'm, and, like, Getzlaff is a great mentor for some of these guys, right? Like, if you look if you look at Max Comtois and you're like, you're, pick, a, pick a role model for this guy. Like, oh, he's Ryan a Getzlaff, big power forward. It's oh, Ryan yeah. Getzlaff, right? Not, a, not at 8 million, not a but... Wing. <laughs> I know he's a center, not a winger, but still, like that's doesn't matter. Yeah, similar guy. Do I right? see a bounce back year from Getzlaff? Yeah, I think ah, he's kind of. I think he was kind of hurt I last think, year. Listen, guys, I'm, I'll, I'll have a little bit of a spoiler here. I think this team can make the playoffs next year. Wow, really? Like, like, I yeah, I'm not gonna lie to you. I like with what was their biggest problem last year? They were slow as shit. <laughs> like, let's and with Comtois, Jones, Steele, well, and their Terry biggest in there. Co- the, the one thing that we haven't talked about, and I've been wanting to bring it up, was their Dallas coaching. Seasons. Their coaching. Yeah, Dallas. That was the yeah, biggest was problem that they had that last year with Randy Carlisle. Oh, oh, you're saying last year? I thought you were going to say I'm this talking year. About, no, no, I'm talking about last year. I, yeah. Let me get into next year in a yeah. second. But you know, Randy was is not a good coach, and I think no. that's what was the big problem with the Ducks last year. This year with Dallas Eagles, it's a second crack at it. I feel, still think it's going to go horribly, and they'll finish last <laughs> in the division. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm with Zane. Let me, let me, let me, let me, I think that this forward group is going to get it done. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people. I really like their top six. I really like Raquel. I think Andre Case is like poised for a breakout year. I think Getzlaff is going to have a bounce back year. He got the summer off. He's going to be rested, ready to go. My fantasy team have a good year. for Getzlaff to have a bounce back Henrique, year. Henrique, but... and I, I'm a big <laughs> Silverberg fan. I like him too. And then this third line, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have a monster year. I think they're gonna have a really good year. We gotta Jones, touch on their goaltending here too. Yeah, so we'll go into the goaltending. I don't think we need any like Gibson is one of the best goalies in the league, and yes. this is a big reason why oh, I think yeah. they're gonna make the playoffs. If Gibson's they didn't have him year. last year, oh my god, this could have been another like three years ago yeah. Avalanche team that was yeah. just horrendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I felt so um, bad for him. And Ryan yeah, Miller. I, but I think this year, like, the youth that is being injected into this team, like, we haven't even talked about their defense. And the defense is where I – this is where I have questions, right? Now, they have Lindholm, right. Manson. Sorry, hold on. Can we just yeah, go back yeah, to Gibson ahead. for a second? Yeah, go, go, go. This is the guy that needs to fire his agent. Oh, <laughs> Gibson? Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. $6.4 million. He could make Bobrovsky and Carey Price money. No, oh. no, no, no. I'm going to disagree. You shouldn't. You he hasn't shouldn't. won anything. He hasn't won anything. He hasn't won anything okay, in this league. He hasn't won anything. Has Bobrovsky won no. anything, though? He's won Vesnas. Yeah, he's won two Vesnas. <laughs> oh, okay, I thought you were talking about, like, trophies here. Oh, yeah, those are that trophies. Trophy. I, I meant, no, no, I mean, like, I meant, like, a Stanley Cup. Cup. I'm talking oh, playoff yeah. stuff. I'm talking, yeah. I'm talking wins here. No, I'm talking, like, I think, to okay, make but, the, but if, I think to make the price money and the Bob money, you need to at least have a Vesna. And you need to, like, have been good okay, for, like, a Okay, but that term is ridiculous on it right now. Because he can go what? win those things the next two, three years. I was just about to say, yeah, no, he, I, he can that, totally so win that. So that's where I think, yeah, that's where I think you can, you can say, like, fuck the agent. And he's signed until 2026. Like, 6.8 for a guy who, like, again, he's he six, had one six, good four. year. Oh, 6.4, okay. Um, I think that's, that's a good cap hit for him. I don't think that was a bad deal. It's a um, fair cap hit, but he could have gotten a lot more. He I just really, a bridge. I, I I hope the Ducks like listen. Let's say they do go out and they play really bad. Like give, just be patient. Don't turn it. Don't be the Montreal Canes where you have this young goalie like Carey Price. Don't throw and water bottles to at like, Dallas Eakins. Like, just <laughs> yeah, just just give it time, man. Because we're 
there's there's some hope here. Like they 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 had a good draft. We didn't we haven't even touched on Trevor Zegers yet. Right. Um, who was kind of fell into their laps. Perfect player for them, right? Yes. Um, with the Oilers taking Broberg, he just fell into their laps. So, I, I mean, I think you give him a year, maybe two. Yeah. He jump he steps in, and I think he he'll be a big difference maker there. I want to go back um, to Dallas Eakins, uh, and I just sure. I said that it's going to go poorly and they're going to finish last in it. I don't think it's going to be Dallas against fault. I think he'll do a fine job as as a head coach uh, this year. I just think the roster is not good enough this year to. Well, he's also to he's going to be familiar with a lot of these guys from the goals, right? We're talking about Comtois, Jones, Steele, Terry. He just had them through the playoffs. Oh, well, the Oilers did that. They acquired uh, like ten different Marlies when he became the head coach. Yeah, but. I, I think that there's a little bit of a difference because there's a little bit more of like um, like these four guys or three of them. I don't know if Max Jones is really in that category, but Comtois, Steele, and Terry are kind of expected to be more like upper echelon. Of course, but players. are they impact players in their rookie season? Yeah, that's what are I'm trying them? to say. I think they're going to be. Yeah, I, I do. I think they. I think they will be enough to push think, that team into a playoff spot. Yeah, I do. I actually do. I think so. And if you look at the West right now, like especially the Pacific. I like we're talking about the we'll, we'll go back to the last it's really the Coyotes. game in the look, look at the Coyotes from last year right what's the difference between this team and the Coyotes is this team not better than them this team's more healthy than them I wouldn't say better they have a better goalie they have do they Red they have more depth up front say healthy. I, the biggest I, I like Gibson you just Miranda. you just said Gibson was uh, that's I, what I'm trying I, to say I Gibson's still Gibson over Ranta, yeah but the big question mark for me here is their defense. They got Lindholm, Manson, Fowler, and then after those three names, like they have Larson, Mahara, and Ghoul. That's the three guys I have, right? What about Mark Delzaster? No, I don't. You can't I don't, forget I, about Mark Delzaster playing seven playoff, I, seven regular season games and getting to spend the week with the cop. Yeah, St. Louis. <laughs> I don't. I don't oh, know about that. But God, I don't want to listen, talk Larson. About th- this is Larson's last last crack at it here. I think. He needs to have a good year this year, and I think he's going to be paired with Fowler. He's going to have the opportunity to do that. He was in, he was like a twenty second uh, overall pick a couple years ago. So this is he's getting up there. He's twenty two. This is his year. Josh Mahura, I think he plays third line with Ghoul, and I think those two. I mean, you just got to let him run with it because after that, like this is this is a develop this is a development year, and I think that it has a development year with upside. That's what I think about this year. Do you think Stolarz takes over the backup role from Ryan Miller? Yeah, I'd let him play. I don't know why you would let Miller play. I think you let Stolarz play. Because Stolarz needs waivers. Do you so. just run three goalies? Though? Um, like, what do, you, what do you do there with Ryan I don't Miller? think three... No, you want Stolarz getting practices and stuff, right? So I think you, you just trade. throw Miller on waivers and just say, fuck it. Somebody want him, take him. Ooh. Maybe you trade him to some of the Maple Leafs. Rude to Ryan know. Miller. Eat some cap on him, some of the Maple Leafs. They, they need a backup. He's a legend. Like He's a great guy to have in your locker room. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Miller's, I don't think he Miller's goes fantastic, on waivers. But... Yeah, you don't put the guy... You, you trade the guy for a pick. Yeah, but if he goes on waivers, he's going to get claimed, right? Exactly. Yeah. If you trade the guy and you get an asset back. No, but my point is... like. You look. I think Stolarz or Miller gets claimed off waivers. So why would you trade for an asset that's just going to get claimed? You could just claim them. Like I'm, tra- I'm going. I'm looking at it from a different. I'm thinking other teams are going to be putting in bids to get Ryan Miller. Like you're going to get 
someone's yeah. going to want a veteran backup goaltender. I, I right. think the Toronto and he's good. Like, that would want Ryan Miller's still a good quality right. backup goalie. I kind of wish he's, we didn't sign Mike Smith and we just went out and acquired Ryan, Ryan Miller. Miller. Well, there are a lot, a lot of better options than Mike Smith, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But anyways, like this, so. So you guys are you guys are not buying the cheese that I'm selling here, hey? Like this Definitely is not, not, not for two this years. Is the bottom. <laughs> not for two years. <laughs> I'll buy your cheese okay, in two well, years. I just I want to finish up. <laughs> I think it'll be expired. <laughs> <laughs> I want to finish up here with just some of the prospects they have. So we touched on Comtois. Uh, I want to talk about Isaac Lundstrom, who was a late first round pick, uh, not last year but the year before that, and he played a couple games with the. Um, Ducks, and he also played some games in the AHL, and he's, he's like, listen, you're not going to get much offense out of him, but he's a good third to fourth line shutdown guy, so that's a guy in the future who's going to be a third to fourth line defenseman, or or not defenseman, shutdown centerman. And then, after that, you got Sam Steele, we talked about him, uh, Max Jones talked about him. Uh, a guy I want to talk about is uh, Benoit Oliver Grulix, who is a centerman, and he could be a third line center for them in the future as well, uh, similar to Isaac Lundstrom. He just played the Memorial Cup for the Halifax Mooseheads, and he played really well. He's a coach's dream, so um, there's I think he's a he's a great um, prospect to have. Antoine Morand, also Memorial Cup. Um, Brayden Tracy they got was I think the leading goal scorer for the Moose Jaw Warriors last year, uh, and also had a great under-18. So that was a great late first-round draft pick by them. He might be able to add some scoring on the wings in a couple years. Um, you think you think that one-two punch to the left side could be Tracy Comtois in a couple years, which is mm-hmm. nice to, to look at. Uh, we talked about Brendan Gould. They got him with the um, Montour trade with uh, Buffalo. He's a kind of a younger defenseman, kind of like Larson, where... He's this is his year. I think you gotta let him try to play and see if he can figure it out. And then you look at their goalies, they got a couple good goalies. Uh, Ollie Erickson Eck, who had a rough year last year, but had a good year the year before. So we'll see if he can have a bounce back year this year. And then Lucas Dostal, who I don't think gets enough attention. I every time I see this kid play, he makes massive saves and plays really well. I know he's a little bit undersized, but I think he's gonna be a fantastic backup to how, uh, how tall Gibson. is he? I think he's around six feet tall. Don't quote okay, me on so that. Do not undersized, but not. Let me look. Let okay. me look it up right okay. now. He's gonna be. He's gonna be six four. I see six seven guy. Just, no, he's um. He's six one, so he's he's a little bit taller. Okay, but yeah. Still in the NHL, he's undersized, but not. He's not tiny. He's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He moves extremely well. He's, not he's one of my favorite. He's one of my as a as a former goalie. He's one of my favorite goalie prospects in the. I think he's really underrated. So okay, um, and how they've developed Gibson, I think he's gonna look. I think he's gonna be good in the future. So, um, yeah, there's that. Uh, those are the Anaheim Ducks. Those were the Anaheim Ducks, guys. Um, I guess that lets us transition into the Nucks. Yes, from the Ducks to the Nucks. <laughs> from the Ducks to the Nucks, we got Vancouver. Ben, do you want to take it away here? I, I was gonna ask. Do you want me to take it away, or do you want me to do you want me to wrap it up? Like, um, let, let me let me start off with saying their highest paid player is Louis Erickson. Well, tied, but still. All right, we don't need to talk about him. We have a lot of good things to talk I, about. Can, here I, can I start with a question? <laughs> yeah. Can I start with a question? Because what? Okay, I've I've been trying to find their cap space, and cap friendly has a really weird like. 
they have ten point two beside Brock Besser. I don't know if like that's like they're I just that, like in there. That's a wow. He is not going to get ten point two, but wow. Holy <laughs> well, shit. Maybe we maybe we'll start there, but after we. What is their exact cat space? I put five million because like no, yeah, I think it's right around five million. Um, let me look it up. I know no, it's no, right. It's yeah. not. It's it's citing a rule. Oh, is it? Yeah, he is not eligible for an offer sheet. Oh, rule ten. Okay, oh, that makes way more sense because I was gonna yeah. say, dude, that's really like, high. Well, for uh, he's not getting ten million dollars. <laughs> Definitely not, considering he can't get offer sheeted. Like, there's yeah, no escaping yeah, no, this. No. No, he's signing like a one or two year. Um, so our cap space is five million fifty eight thousand. So right around five million. Yeah. So he's gonna sign a bridge deal. Yes. Um, what do you yes. guys think he gets? Seven million. I was gonna say Wait, seven. You only had seven, five million in cap space. Seven two. We do only have five million in cap space, but he's yeah, gonna get. He's gonna, gonna get seven million. Someone's gonna be gone, and I'm guessing it's probably Brandon Sutter. Well, we'll talk about that because you're saying it's all sunshine and rainbows, and I'm like, I'm looking at oh. some of these contracts, and I'm going, oh dear God. <laughs> okay, I'm excited to talk about it because I have solutions. So okay, okay, I'm, I am excited. Okay, to you talk. know what? You you talk, and then we'll see if they answer my questions. So just you you bring it up. Give me your plan for this team. Okay, and then we'll try to poke holes in your ship. Okay. Okay. Yes, let's do it. Well, let's first talk about what Zane said about Louis Erickson, and that guy is pretty much untradeable, right? Like you're not going to trade that. Although he did, he only makes three million now because I'll talk about that too. About Zane, well, actually, let's talk about that now. Zane's trade proposal was that we should have, you know, the long standing trade proposal for like fucking two months on here is killing me that he wanted uh, <laughs> Milan Lucic. Oh, but yeah, Lucic. We signed, instead, we signed, no, we did not miss that. We got Michael Ferlin on a great contract instead, who is 10 times the player of Milan Lucic. So, very happy yeah, with now that. You're and very technically paying, yeah, like you still have nightmares for it. Yeah, but I mean, we're uh, Louis Erickson's going to get. He's, he's going to get. That's, no. that's not how it works. <laughs> no, <laughs> they saved six billion. We saved six billion. Er- if you're not paying Erickson, well, you're what, saving money. You're going to bury him in the minors, right? Like they're putting him in the minors most likely if they're not training, which saves what you can save up to two million dollars, a million dollars on that. I don't know, but uh, so they can save money there. I'm not worried about that. Brandon Sutter, you got to play him. I think for the first, I don't want to play him. God, I don't want to play him. But you got to play him. He's still a decent third line center, and I think you got to show he can be traded. So play him for the first half of the year, trade him. You know, after 40 games. So I think there's there's cap relief there. And even if not, then I, I am like Jake Vertanen. You throw him in with a Sutter trade, and I used to not really like that idea, but I think. I just think Vertanen's hockey IQ is not there enough for him to be the impact player. He, he's not going to be what he's supposed to be, obviously. But for him to score 20 goals, he's got you got to have some hockey IQ. And I just don't know if he has it. And I don't know if he has the drive. And I really like Jake. I am a huge fan. Shotgun Jake, man. Like, toss me a beer. Let's go. But uh, I don't know. I would be okay. I am now okay with him in a trade. Although it would also be super fun to watch him kind of learn under Furlan because Furlan's the player now that we kind of want him to be so I don't he's a trade chip now uh that can be used but doesn't have to be uh so there's cap relief there's kind of your cap relief scenarios between burying Erickson or trading him because he's only owed three million now because he got a huge signing bonus uh three million per year um but so I'm not super worried about the cap numbers and I think I think it's going to be okay uh I think Besser will get seven million and obviously I think we're going to move whether it be uh, even Schaller could get moved, and that that saves you know one point one point nine million. So there, there's options here. 
uh, as well as Anton Roussel. Like, there's a whole bunch of these options, and Sven Berchi. So I'm not worried about the cap space. I'm really not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's talk about the lineup. What's okay. your ideal lineup? Uh, first line of Pedersen, Besser, JT Miller. Second yep. line of Horvat, Pearson, Furland. Yep. Third line, ideally, Gaudet in the middle, but most likely Sutter. Uh, and then Gaudet comes up when Sutter gets traded. So we'll go, uh, ideally, we'll go Gaudet, uh, Berchi, and Vertanen. Vertanen, yep. And then That's ideal. Okay. fourth line, probably Jay Beagle, or ideally, if we somehow get rid of Jay Beagle, but we won't, it would be, sh- it would be uh, Sutter. But so we'll go Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel when he comes back and he's healthy, and then Josh Lebo. Okay. Hmm. And then who do you got on, on your D? On D, you go uh, Edler, Hughes. Uh, Myers, Tanev, no, Myers, Stetcher, and then Tanev, Jordy Ben. Isn't Hughes a left-handed defenseman? Oh, shit, yeah. Uh, Isn't it Adler, Stetcher, yeah. Hughes, Myers? Probably ben Hughes, Tanev. Myers, Ben, Tanev, yeah. Yes. Okay. All right, so you kind of talked there, and you made some points. The big um, guy to protect the little guy. Yes. Hughes and Myers. And one more okay. comment. One more comment is... I really like our goal-tending duo. As long as Markstrom can play the way he did, and I think he will. I think he's found his kind of his groove. And with Ian Clark, we have an awesome goalie coach. And Thatcher Demko showed some real good promise, both in the AHL and then last year ending with a 9-13. And he's only 23. So I am very happy with our goal-tending duo because if Markstrom struggles, I believe Demko will be fine. But I don't think Markstrom's going to be – I think he's going to be good. So, All right, light All right. me up. Let's go. I, I, no, okay, so before I light you up, I have three questions. Yes, hit you me. You mentioned Josh Levo. Yes. So that, that, that solved that question. Um, Goldobin, what the hell is going on with Goldobin? Goldobin's going to sign a low RFA contract, and as soon as someone gets hurt because we get literally murdered by injuries every year, he's gonna he's got a slot in and probably in the top six. Okay, because I saw on Twitter today that he might be going to the KHL. No, so what that is is he's trying to bring over Triampkin. Oh, okay. He's trying to bring Triampkin over, which would be awesome to get him back from the KHL. Like, if we got Goldobin to bring Triampkin over, first of all, sign Goldobin for five years then at $2 million. <laughs> I'm kidding. Don't do that. But that'd be all. And I don't know if Triampkin's going to be any good anymore, but he was a solid NHL defenseman and can step in and be a number six, you know, after a little bit of training and, and get him back. Like, if we could I'm, get him back, that'd be awesome. I'm kind of confused. Goldobin was kind of like an outcast for Travis Green this year. Like, mm-hmm. But he wants yeah. to come back. He wants to come back. Why is that? I think because I think he respects Travis Green, and I think he probably has like he showed some upside. He really did. He's got upside. He's yeah, got he's I, got I'm some talent. On this one. And yeah, I think I, deep I down he respects say, him. And and Travis Green is and Travis Green they they've had good meetings. I know they've talked one on one a lot. So I bet Green has told him like you know do this, fix this, and you will be on the line with Pedersen. He he remind me so much of um, a guy that we have like Lekkinen, where like. The guy just couldn't buy a fuck, like a goal. Like, he, he was, was just, like, so unlucky. He so snaked. And he was and every and, game I watched. Them, oh, I was like, who is this kid? But the like, thing is, and, he, and yeah, he create plays. He he's a great passer. He's got yeah. great sense, and he's his shot just it would ring post or he, like he got robbed more times this year than anyone I've ever seen. Like just fucking robbed. Yeah. So I I I have a lot of hope in Goldobin, and I think him. But you, the only thing is, you got to be good at playing with other people, not just Pedersen. And that's yeah. the worry. Uh, but I, I have I have hope in Golubin. I think we're going to re-sign him. Okay. So about, I, I'm not about, worried. Uh, what about Tyler Mott? Uh, is, is he in thir- the picture at thir- all? Or 13th he... forward, 14th forward, and 
Thurman, like he's he's and he's fine. He, his career high is going to be the nine I just, goals. I have I don't really know who he is. So that's he, he's he's and just then, a, he's like fourth um, line bandit. Okay, and then Schaller is like seventh man. Bury that uh, Schaller's he's a he's a forward. He's a left wing. Oh, is center. He? Yeah, Schaller's a center and left wing. Oh. And I would love to bury. Oh, we mixed him up with Stetcher. Okay, that's why. I'd love to bury him in the minors, but I'd also love to trade him. And I heard the Bruins kind of thought about bringing him back because they liked him okay. there. So, I so think he's a movable start, guy. Let's, let, let's start off my criticism now that you've answered yeah. all those. Oh, yeah. I didn't really know who they were. Um, Chris Tanev jumped out to me as a guy. He's stuck on the third pairing. He's got one year left on his contract, and you're paying him four, four, five. Four, four, five. Is he a guy that you can move? Yes, absolutely. For some like some cap relief here. Absolutely. I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think that Erickson's getting traded unless it's to the Senators for. Mm-hmm. I I honestly don't know what it, it'd have to be for at least a second, and you guys might not have your first round pick this year, so that kind that's kind of scary, right? Well, that so, or Bertanen, right? Yeah, so I don't like. I I think you guys should keep Bertanen. I don't like that. Yeah. I, I I agree. Think, I think I think give him a good third line. one more year and then yeah, he's only twenty two as well. Yes, like, he's still young. We've seen like yes. from twenty two to twenty four. You can you can you can still develop. oh absolutely. So, That's why I'm so hesitant to to trade yeah, him. Yeah, no, 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 no. So and even if he doesn't, I think he's perfect third line. For yes, team. absolutely. Uh, and then um, so the guys that I <clears throat> highlighted were Roussel, Beagle, Sutter, Erickson, um, and Tanev. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the guys that I would try to, those are the guys I would trade. I wouldn't touch anybody else. Uh, you mentioned sure. Schaller. Now that I know who Schaller is, yeah, yep. let's include him in that group. The only um, name I don't like there is Roussel because Roussel is a great, great player when he's in. Like he, he has some real good chemistry with Horvat. He's got offensive upside that I didn't know was there. He's got a great backhand sauce that he that he can throw to Horvat in front of the net. Yeah, it happened but, many but times. with with Miller and Pearson now on the left side. I don't think Ferland. He has, and yes. So it would it would be too bad to see him go. But you could. But yes, maybe package him with one of those other guys. Uh, Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. But the only problem is he's hurt till December. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's he tore his ACL. Oh shit! Well, that yeah, that's a little rough. Yes, I know Um, Ferland has a great deal, but you guys had Roussel. Like he was in that role. Yeah, but Furlan's a better player I don't, than Roussel. I'm, I, I don't think I, I don't like Roussel. I'm 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 not with you guys on that one. <laughs> I, I, I I'd be I've fine. I've him play a couple times, and he's I'm a, not a Roussel. I I like him because he's a, he's a shit disturber, and he's a he's a, like an Al, a mini Alex Burrows who doesn't have the offensive you know stuff. Yeah, but Alex he Burrows. won't. He's not the kind of guy that like stands up for his teammates. You know, not as much as I'd hoped. But he's still yeah. he's st- he kind of does. I mean, he's. I like him like, as a Furlan's player. Furlan's better than him in every way. Yeah, so I'd rather have Furlan. And so, yeah. yes, it does absolutely make Roussel expendable. And I wonder if they have something, you know, going on. Because that's $3 million gone right there in cap space. Yeah. So, so I wouldn't be surprised. Because it's worrisome, right? Like, you guys got to re-sign after this year. You, it's two more years of uh, Two more years of Pedersen. And you look at some of the, like, how your contracts are structured. I, mean, I know you lose Schaller, Schaller Olivo, Bertanen, and Mott. You got to re-sign all those guys. Yeah. So, I mean, I think... We'll see how Levo plays this year. He's but, I, I actually Tannen. Levo's got some really good underlying numbers, so yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of him. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think Levo and Bertan are the two guys you resign there. Yes. Um and then you look on defense, you lose Stetcher, Tanev. I think Manfred, we trade I think we trade t- uh Tanev this year. I think he's gone. Yeah, agreed, because I think I I mean I, I actually really like Fansenberg. I think he's underrated. I, I think, think he is he too. Good third Do you pick. think yeah. Tanev will play eighty two games this year? No, I think he's hurt. He that guy's always hurt. No, fuck no. Um, 
<laughs> That's not even a question. <laughs> Fuck no. Um, but then you look, you look at all these contracts that are structured too, like six mil on Erickson in that year two, where it's like, like there's like there's just not a lot of relief coming for Pedersen, right? There's so not I a think, ton. It's going to be trades. It's going to be trades. Like at least thank God that Sutter is coming off the books before yes. Pedersen, right? Yes, that I mean, that'll Sutter, be huge. I don't know what they're going to do with Pearson. I think he, you probably don't re-sign him. Um, well, we'll Berchie. see if he's good with if he. Well, I was going to talk about Berchi. He's the trade chip this year too because when Berchi, if he can play a whole season or get close to a whole season, he's going to score almost twenty goals. Like he's a nineteen goal scorer, yeah, and he's good in his own end as well. He's actually a pretty good player, but he's just always hurt, which yeah. is you can literally say for half of our like, team. A lot, a lot of the trades I think they're going to make. Which this is why I'm really scared for you guys because the way that your management and your like ownership is talking, where like you want to make the playoffs, we want like. I, I don't know if they're going to be, like, you know, thinking this way. We're like, yes, this team can make the playoffs this year, but if oh, they yeah. don't make it, it's not the end of the world, and they shouldn't try to force the issue. No, you know? 100%. And if we don't make the playoffs this year, it means we keep our pick that yeah. in this deep draft. So deep as draft. much, like, trust me, I this on paper is a playoff team. They should be a playoff team. It just depends on injuries and, you know, hopefully not regression for Patterson or anything like that. What you talk, you're talking too, like um, about Berchi getting traded. That opens up that hole on that left side, right? Yes. You'd mentioned Goldobin, but another name who That's, yeah wants to play for the Canucks is Niels Hoglander. I was who, just who about to talk about him. Year. He is trying, man. He's trying. Yeah, and I'm. I he's had a good him player. A, I had him as a late first round pick. He had. He, I think he's got the best, if not the second best, hands in the entire draft. Mm-hmm. He's got great offensive touch. Um. He might be a stealth guy for, to absolutely third line some cap relief for you guys. Um, and I really like this player. Um, I heard, uh, uh, what's your jet? Was it is it Judd Brackett? Yes, our scouting guy. Yes, the the yeah, goat. He seemed to re- he seemed to really like uh, Hoglander as well. Yeah, that's a bracket which, pick. Yep. Which, you know, may like Barchi. Tanev, these two names, I think you can package these guys with Trade some them. other players. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think that's the best. And you throw Fattenberg in there, or if Trampkin somehow comes back, like that's a possibility, but I have no problem with Fattenberg in my bottom six. You throw Godet mm-hmm. into the third line or fourth line, and then probably not Hoglander, but Goldobin, no problem. If I throw Godet and Goldobin in, like I have no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, like there's a lot of different options with this team. Yeah. And I, I really mean, like the Freeland signing because it, it does. Yes. I mean, if we're gonna lose Vertanen, which would suck, Freeland on the third line isn't the end of the world. He's well he, on, player, on the right? second line. He's not the end of like he and Bo Horvat are gonna be awesome together. Like that is gonna be a well. I'm just I'm thinking line. I'm thinking like a couple years down. The, yes, down oh absolutely. You're yeah. gonna have Pod Coles and come yes, in and replace. Correct. So, um, this team has a lot of options in the future. Let's just I, quickly run through yeah. some uh, some prospects since we just talked about yes. Hoglander too. I just mentioned Pod Coles and he's coming. Uh, do you have updates for me on Yule Levy? I he's the biggest question mark. He is he was hurt. He's back training now. He he got off to an awesome start in Utica last year, like an awesome yeah. start. He was on fire, and then he got hurt. So he is another guy that could honestly, by the end of the year, be on this NHL roster. Uh, yeah, because he's the fifth overall pick. Like he's got upside, and mm-hmm. I so I'm still excited about him. Like uh, this team. If we're trading, <clears throat> if we're trading ten of two, right? Um, mm-hmm. Ben, he's a. Tap mm-hmm. guy, right? So mm-hmm. uh, he can actually play the right side pretty yeah. well. Uh-huh. So if he can slide over to the right side in that third pair, and Yulevi plays the left side, dude, I'm in. that might be a nice pair for you guys. Absolutely, as well, right? absolutely. So, so question for the Canucks: uh, Yes, 
with the first round pick being conditional and how deep this 2020 draft is, do you guys want them to make the playoffs? You can't hurt me like this, same because this is the question my soul is <laughs> struggling with. My soul hurts because I, like, personally, yes, I want them to make the damn playoffs. I am dying of, like, I love playoff hockey, and I, I like, I just want my team there. I want to be screaming at my TV. Probably, like, yeah. I want that again. I want I want the city to rally around. It could be Colorado this year. Yes, it could be they, I think they could. I think they could, and I think... If we get in the playoffs, we could. If we're healthy, we could be a good team that could, you know, win a first round. We're not going to win a championship, yeah. but we could win a round. Yeah, and agreed. I think our prospect system is solid. Like we have, like getting Pod Colson this year because we got him and Hoglander, who could potentially, you know, play next Listen, year. Let, you want me? You want me to list off like the twenty guys I got on your prospect? Yeah, give list? me, give me it. <laughs> so okay, so we obviously got Quinn Hughes, right? Then yeah. we go next to Zach McEwen, yep. uh, Gilman Brisebois, yep. Ashton Sautner, Francis Perron. They just got Ollie. Yolevi, Oli Yolevi, Niels Hoglander, Brogan Rafferty, Vasily Podkolzin, Jet Wu, who doesn't get enough attention. He's, he's gonna awesome. Really he's going to be awesome, yeah. Tyler Madden, who took massive step forward he's gonna this year. He's going to be so good. Sick. Yes. Uh, Josh Tevis, Lucas Yasek, Will Lockwood, Jonah Gadovich, Gado- mm-hmm. Cole Lind, and Mikey DiPietro are all the names that I, I think, you know, or mentionable, yes. worthy of mentioning. Yes, and one more I'll throw in is Petrus Palmu, who's a really short guy, but has uh, also been very good over in Liga. Mm, uh, okay, so. there you go. So there's lots of guys there, right? <clears throat> oh, there's yeah. There's lots of solutions. So I think, honestly, for me, like, I would want the pick this year, this next year, because I'm mm-hmm. looking at that draft, and I'm like, oh. Right, oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Grayson, so it, it hurts my soul, dude. It hurts my soul. Yeah. I, I want to be in the playoffs yeah. so bad, but because... I think you got to have patience, uh, man. I, I think, know, I, I do. patience. One more and, year, just... <clears throat> One and so, so the thing is, I I won't be super upset if they don't make the playoffs because that will be such a great like reassuring factor. But man, I will be on fire if they make the playoffs, and I will be screaming at my TV once again and ready to go. I, I think the goal here is to make the top twenty teams in the NHL this year again. Be be somewhere within twenty to fourteen sure. for yeah, out, for, for 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 guys that aren't connected with the team. Yes, that's probably the correct thing. But for this management team and this team, it is playoffs. Let's go. Yeah, so so that's I think that's the step for this team. But the biggest thing is like we got to move some contracts. Yeah, and th- that's I, the first step. You, I think I think it's fire sale this year. Like get rid of yeah. like let's get rid of oh, Archie. Let's get rid of yeah, Russell. Let's yeah. get rid of Beagle. Let's get rid of Sutter. Yes, I yes, mean, yes. These yes. are all contracts that Beagle and Russell are contracts you guys signed last year. I know. Well, because Jim, Jim Benning has had it's gone over four on three or over three over four. I don't know how many years until Listen. this year. We didn't know Pedersen was going to be this good. Yeah, it's times, different. Times have changed. Yeah, the rebuild different. has sped up. It's so. sped up big time. And um, so, and I think the the contracts that will move will be Tanev, Bearshi, and maybe Sutter. And that's then like that's so Bearshi. That's three three. Uh, I think Beagle's got to go, man. Three. I do too. Oh, I do two. too. But who the hell is going to want Jay Beagle's? Washington yeah. want him back. So I, I, that's what I'm saying. I think you package. You try to get Tanev with another guy. Yeah. And then you try to get like um, Barchi with another guy. Yes. So you try to get rid of four guys. Yep. Um, I mean, and if you can get rid of that Erickson deal, holy shit, get rid of it. Oh, let's go. I, I don't so, care. Yeah, like, let's go. And it's so, yeah. it just, you know, it makes me excited talking about this team, though, because there hasn't, like, the last couple of years have been so bleak, and now it's finally, we can look at it and be like, oh my gosh, like, this is a team that, if they're not good this year, like, they're going to be good after, like, for the next, I don't know how many years. Like, there are a like, lot like, of good you know, pieces. Yeah, to be honest with you, I think Ottawa is a perfect fit for you guys because they just need players. Yes, <laughs> like, guys I, you can like play in a while, I'm, so. I'm begging Jim Benning to call Ottawa and just be like, "All right, here you go. We got, like, yeah. we got guys. We'll we can some, throw we'll in some, some sweeteners. Yeah, we'll give you <laughs> yeah. Sven Berchi. We'll give you Chris Tanev. 
All you got it, and we'll give you what I don't. I don't care. Take a third round pick. Take a second round pick of the year. The, the stupid the, thing, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. The yeah, stupid go ahead. thing is you gave all these guys no trade clauses. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh god. I know. Like, a lot. A lot of them. About? A lot of them are, are modified though. Like Sutter's yeah. is modified. Yeah, yeah, they all are. Uh, Roussel awesome. is modified. Yeah, and Beagles is too. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so is Tanev's. But all those guys all have no trade clauses. Oh god, so I know. It kind of hinges on on them as well, right? That's the thing is. Like Benning is hands him out like candy, but he also like I gotta give. I'm not a Jim Benning fan, but this year's free agency, he's done a good job. He's done a really good job drafting, and I still don't think he's he's a very good GM overall. But like, give credit where it's due. I think he's due. a puppet for Jed Brackett. Yes, which is for drafting great, but but <laughs> Benning in free agency is scary. But hey, kudos to him. I think he had a overall a B to a B, probably a B plus off season. All right. Well, that is the Canucks. I think we've said a lot there. Um, let's finish up quickly. Let's just take like two two to five minutes here. We're going to talk about the Truba signing and the, the trade that was happened. So um, which one do you guys want to start with? Talk with the, Start with Truba, and then let's, let's okay. let Zane go right. nuts here at the what end. A... So I, I think this was an overpayment. By like it's... <laughs> Really? Yeah. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, like two to 1.5 mil. Yeah, definitely. Too much. Um, which scares the shit out of me because everybody's like, the Rangers, the Rangers, the Rangers, and it's like, well, they're gonna have to pay their young guys eventually, and they just mm-hmm. paid this guy eight million for the next seven years. It's kind of so, scary. At the same time, it's not like Truba's bad. Like he's, he's no. a good no, player, he's a good and it's not like he's about to get worse. No, yeah, right. So I would rather them overspend on those guys instead of anchors that are going to tear your team down it's not like Truba yeah. is going to turn at 25 years old he's not going to be someone who's aging out anytime soon no yeah. no agree oh hey so, real quick boys we forgot we forgot to prediction for the canucks I, i'm curious what oh, you guys I said, think i i think they're anywhere between 20 and 6 or so 14 n- not do you think they're a playoff team or no uh In- let's see if they make any more trades here okay okay um I, we'll do an episode. I, I, we're gonna do an episode right we'll before the start yeah, of season, where we, we're gonna rank whole teams, anyways. So we'll wait for that. For All me. right, Zane. Um, I have them just out of a wild card spot. Okay. I have them in a wild card spot, but I also am very <laughs> biased. They have no first round pick in your mind. Unfortunately. Oh. Anyway. All right. So uh, we all we all agree that uh, they overpaid. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, point, yeah. then let's let's move on there. Uh, let's but go to the Lucius trade. Okay, let's let's move on to the Lucci's trade. Just finished up here. Cause Grayson, what is what is the name of the Oilers' general manager? Spider Man, Spider Man. <laughs> uh, uh, last podcast. I almost Tom I Holland. I almost said him again. I almost said Tom Holland again. <laughs> I wish you would have. It's Ken. It's Ken. I got Ken it. Holland Ken Holland pulling off his first trade as a general manager of the. And he got Center. robbed. I'm just kidding. <laughs> he, he was doing the robbing. Oh yeah. Uh, was he though? Yeah, great trade. Everybody, great everybody's, trade. everybody's been hyping this up, but like, let's, is Neil getting more than ten goals this year? Uh, I'll get into that, but let me let me talk about uh, the conditions that were in this deal. Uh, yeah, a twenty twenty third round pick. Yeah, it's kind of tough to lose. It's a good twenty twenty third is a good bargaining chip uh, at the deadline if you want to acquire a rental or something like that. Uh, but it's not a first. It's not a second. That's great. And the salary retention. So we pay a little bit more uh, and we keep that contract. And if the Flames buy him out, then we take a little bit of a hit as well uh, from Lucic. However, it's not an arm and a leg. 
it's a no. finger and a toe. Like you, we I just thought this was really lateral. I, I thought this was a really lateral trade because I I understand like yeah, if Neil has a bounce back year, this is a robbery. But I don't think he will. But he has so, so much higher of a chance to have a bounce a conditional back third as well. Yeah, no, that you're you're right, Ben. Like, Blue Cheech is not just, getting I'm better. just trying to think like where he's playing. He's playing with Hopkins, right? I yeah, I have no idea where they're gonna play him. They might play him with McDavid, but I really like the dry settle McDavid Cashian line. They might play him with Nuge. Uh, it, it's tough to tell. I'll kind of see. We'll probably experiment during training camp and and preseason yeah. and, and see where things like, fall. Like, listen, if this guy gets thirty to forty points, job well done. I mean, and I think he'll probably he's gonna get at least thirty. Um, but I think he's gonna need like for this team to have any any chance of success, it's. He's gonna need twenty goals at least. So. Oh yeah, if, yeah. If he doesn't contribute, our team is probably screwed again. On the flip side, I'm looking at this trade from the Flames' perspective. I actually like Lucic on the Flames a lot more than I like him on the Oilers. So, but he's still just bad. Like, he's still bad. Uh, he's more of uh, I. What, one what thing is, he fits the Flames system. What, what is well, the one thing I'll numbers? say about Lucic is, uh, and a lot of people think that he's really slow. No, and he's not. He's a good skater. He's actually a good skater. He's done a lot of fitness work over the last couple of years trying to improve his game, but the only problem is now his hands can't keep up with his body. Yeah. His hands aren't fast enough to to stick handle while he's skating to uh, react to um, to a rebound anymore. Like he's so he's not the same player he was. Yeah, he still brings the, the gooniness to that he usually mm-hmm. brings and he'll hunt guys down for you that have taken liberties on your team. That's all great. I love that part of Lucic's game. Like he, like he does so, a so lot. That's what I want to touch on because I'm looking at the flames and a guy they really miss is Michael Furland. We just talked about and Garnett Hathaway now and Hathaway and Lucic is, he you think of that role. playoff series between the Canucks and the, the flames a couple years ago where Furland just mauled the Canucks. I mean, yeah, I think this oh is God. what they want. Lucic to do right like this is that would be his role so I don't know if like the goal scoring is such a concern I just think that they're like what is the exact like how much are they paying him do, do we know what the exact numbers are for let me, let me look it up here for like, what? minus the the uh re, the salary retention you know oh like what kind of a cap hit are they paying Lucic so they're paying basically? him five two five which is still a pretty big overpay but, um, I mean, what if they trade Lucic again and just retain some of his salary, right? Like, what if it's just a carousel of teams trading Why, why would you trade Lucic, though? How do they Who's going to take but, on Lucic's contract? No one. Well, it's, if, if they retain 15%, it goes down to 4-5 or, or something like that, 4-2, and it looks a lot better. No, in terms I, of like just I eating think you a contract. Give him, I think you give him the year to see if he can rejuvenate himself and then ship it yeah. off as a bad contract. Yeah, maybe. I just think it's easier to trade now. One thing I want to talk about with, with James Neal is on the Oilers side, there's a lot of Oilers fans who are very, very excited about this trade. Yeah, that's, that's who I'm excited for the fans. They think James Neal is going to rebound. He's going to have a 20, maybe even 30 goal year playing alongside Connor McDavid. And just slow your roll. I yeah, no, I don't. Think as an Oilers fan, no. I've been burned way too many times to get into any James Neal hype. If he does, I will be 
pleasantly surprised. I'll be grateful. I hope he does well. I pray he does well because that's the basis of our team next year. But I don't, I'm not counting on it. One thing it does do for you guys is it adds some, I mean, you look like, we we talked about uh, last episode with the Oilers, how many guys are only signed one to two years. Neil signed a little bit longer. So that gives you some depth long-term as maybe a third-line guy. Long-term um, anchor? If he's not going to yeah. do anything. Well, I, I think he's going to be like at least 30-point guy, which, I mean, you look at your, your lineup right now, how many 30-point guys you have. I'm pretty sure he'd finish like third or fourth on the team. Yeah, that's my point exactly, <laughs> right? So, so I, I, like, Ugh. like you had, like, Jujar Kaira does what Lucic does. No? Like, he's... Well, there's a bunch of guys that do what does. Yeah, so Kashi so does there's, that. Cairo there's no does need. That. There's no need for Lucic on the team, which is my point. I where agree. Neil brings a different element, so I think it's a. In that sense, it's a good trade. I just think from a cap perspective, it was a little bit lateral. But I mean, you gotta do what you gotta do. So. I, I we'll call it a win. Let's call it a win. It's a I'll win for the winners for sure. Neil has the highest chance to rebound, being only one year. Um having one down here and Lucic having two. I don't even think Lucic had that bad of a year uh, after the playoff run. He just was getting really unlucky and things got into his head. Uh, and that's yeah. what's caused this past year uh, to go as bad as it did. And I think he only had like two goals or something. Um, or he had one goal at the very start of the year and then nothing until 2019. So do I see Lucic rebound? No. God, no. But... A Neil rebound, possibly, but still unlikely. It's a it's a garbage for garbage deal, and it both teams need but, to move on. But your new garbage has a chance at a higher chance at becoming less stinky garbage. We'll put it that way. <laughs> less stinky garbage. His nose is also better looking. <laughs> now, I think my question for loose fans: Would you prefer James Neal or Louis Erickson? And I definitely would say James Neal. That's not oh, even a fucking yeah. question. I can tell you right <laughs> now, I would... Oh, yes, please. Give me James Neal for Louis Erickson any day of the week. Yeah, Erickson's 34. It was kind of the more He fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will be so blunt about that. Lucha tell me how you really feel, was the more rumored deal in comparison than Neal for Lucic, and I think that the Oilers got the better end there oh, yeah. by getting Neal oh, yeah. instead of Erickson. Definitely. So, the Canucks props, and Oilers... We're both lucky in that situation. Props to Spider-Man. He did a good job. Props to Spider-Man. <laughs> and I, with that, we're going to be swinging on out of here. <laughs> just just so you guys know, Ken Holland will forever now on this podcast be known as Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Thank yeah. you, Grayson. That is You're forever. I'm here. I'm here for the people. That's, that's, my, that's people. my role. I'm for the people. So um, is Spider-Man, so that's a great fit. Yeah, I'm your friendly neighborhood host. You still need uh, another guy to step up big time this year, uh, provide some depth scoring, and a chase on bounce back here. It's or not bounce back, but uh, a repeat season. For my fantasy team, uh, Kyler Yamamoto, 25 goals. Yeah, here we go. He will be in the, AHL. Will be in the AHL next year for sure. For my fantasy team, Spider Man, don't let that happen. All right, guys. Well, uh, if you've made it this far, thanks for listening to the whole podcast. We really appreciate you guys. Um, Give us a follow on Hockey Heaven Pod uh, and look on Reddit. Uh, I'll be posting on Reddit. Hopefully, none of these posts get taken down. That's a Twitter account, by the way. Mods, at Hockey but... Heaven Pod. Yep, uh, for Twitter. 
and then yeah look on reddit you know give us some of your thoughts tweet yeah, at us we us love know. to you know we're, we're gonna we'll, i'll i'll always comment back and give you my thoughts so uh if you want to have a conversation that's cool send me a message and again thanks for listening so next week we're going to be jumping into the central division um so that will last two weeks and then we'll be heading into the east i'm not sure whether we're going to be doing the metro or the atlantic yet so stay tuned for that we'll probably have a better idea after this week or sorry next week um so yeah keep stay tuned your team is on the way if uh, we haven't covered it yet if we have covered it again let us know what you think um and we will see you guys next week thanks